Welcome to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker, presented by Allen Electric. And now, here's T.J. Walker. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you. We'll reset the week again. The last week without football. And then this time next week, we'll just be a few days away from the Thursday night games. We're getting close. I think this week, Trevor, is going to be the long one. Uh, that seems like it lasts an eternity, but we've made it this far. Did you have yourself a nice weekend? I did have a good weekend, and you're and you are completely right. But the good part about this week is, at least for myself, uh, unlike you, had yours way too early, and now two people, including someone who drafted Jordy Nelson, is very upset at the day of your fantasy draft. I have the anticipation of my four drafts this weekend coming up, so that does I help. Am- that does help me get through the week a little bit, knowing that. This is the week I kind of cram everything. I'm that guy that does all the SAT studying two days before. I am uh, so incredibly disappointed. And the Packers, as far as I've seen, haven't made it official. So I'm like a kid holding on to the belief that Santa Claus is real. As I'm wait, I'm just hoping that Green Bay will say, it turns out he didn't tear his ACL. It's just a, a sprain, and he's going to be out. Five weeks. I, I, I'm I'm dream weaving, I know, Trevor, but oh see, I, I was watching it live and as soon as I saw him plant and go directly down the ground, my initial reaction was I think he tore his ACL. I'll tell you the same thing uh to that to your your dream holding on to. You can hold, wish in one hand and you know what in the other and see which fills up first. It just was heart heartbreaking to see because that was my initial reaction was man, I, I think he probably just tore his ACL. And then he walked off the field, and everybody was, and he walked to the locker room, and everybody was saying, oh, he, well, he's able to go off on his own power, but you can tear your ACL, and you could walk on it the rest of your life, depending on how the tear was. Uh, it's just, you know, being able to cut and run and be a football player is the is the big issues. Um, but I hope, I hope it's um, something else for Green Bay's chances. If not... I, I certainly thought we were the favorites to win the NFC before the season starts. If he is hurt, I definitely think that puts Seattle in front of Green Bay, if not a few more teams. Uh, but from a fantasy impact, that is devastating for teams or for leagues that have already drafted, including ours. Uh, the person that had Jordy Nelson now, and also we're in a keeper league, so he's likely going to have to keep Jordy Nelson on his roster the entire season, Trevor, just so he can keep them. It's ironic you mentioned that because uh, I have one of my two keeper leagues this Saturday, and our keepers were due on Friday night at midnight. And of the three people I could not decide between, I'll tell you this, the one I did end up not keeping was Jordy Nelson. It came very close to me keeping him or Justin Forsett, and I went with Forsett because of the value and let Nelson go and hoping Ooh. – yeah, I was very relieved. I think we have a rule maybe in our league that says you can release them if they get injured after the after they're kept. And this week, yeah. we it's you know we're not a strict big money league. It's decent money, but you know, it's twelve of us or ten of us who've been doing this league all together for almost ten years now. So you know we. Now, we if I, but if, if I, I, I'm glad I didn't keep them nonetheless. If I want to look to the bright side, which it's tough for me to do the in, for this being a Packers fan uh, who feels like my season. It's not ruined. You still have Aaron Rodgers, Randall Cobb, Eddie Lacy, some of the best offensive players in the conference. And a lot of people looking but, at Devontae Adams on that waiver wire if he didn't get drafted. But that's my that's my shining bright moment is I do have Devontae Ooh. Adams. I did draft him. He's on my bench. 
Uh, now I, I imagine he'll quickly go into a starter's role. And Reggie Wayne was interested. Former Colt was interested in joining Green Bay, but was already in New England doing a physical. I, ha- I had a good feeling if he could get out of New England without signing, he would probably end up at Green Bay because Green Bay would likely offer him a, a little bit more money and certainly there'd be more playing time there. Uh, but decided to to sign with New England when he was up there. They were able to work out a, a one-year deal. So Reggie Wayne, who was not re-signed by Indianapolis, goes from his career playing with Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck and now heading over to Tom Brady, uh, spurning Aaron Rodgers. Not a bad trio of quarterbacks for, for Reggie. No, there's been worse, and that's basically any wide receiver that's ever played in Jacksonville or Cleveland over the last decade. Yeah. Uh, so we'll, we'll talk more fantasy football. We'll talk NFL. Uh, preseason games are so stupid. I'm not. This is not a hot take, and this is not the first time somebody has said this. But what is the NFL doing? Uh, you've seen so many good players. Uh, now you have Kelvin Benjamin and and Jordy Nelson and Pouncey on the Steelers. You have so many good players. And that's just a handful uh, of a much larger number get injured before the season even starts. And yes, I know that people can get injured in practice. Yes, I know if they do inter squad scrimmages or travel to do a scrimmage with another team people can get injured there Uh, but this is you're you're adding a preseason game where you're expecting the guys that are on the field to go a hundred percent you're selling tickets it's it's a big event and it's not necessarily just a practice it's it's just like a miniature game that means nothing well benjamin was in practice remember it wasn't a preseason benjamin was in it was in you're right that you're right that was I, i i appreciate you correcting me uh, one of the few times I'm wrong, but um, but you have the other two that happen in preseason. Every year, it seems like there's a handful of big names that go down in preseason games, and, and there's there's just no need for them. I mean, do one or two, if that, just to have four uh, is, is far too many. If I was a star player, if I was a good player, I I wouldn't play at all. The only way I'd play if I needed to make a roster or I was trying to fight for uh, a first or second string spot. Well, if I'm if I'm a big name guy that's that has a some comfort level in terms of playing time, I'm I'm not suiting up for preseason. Well, most big name guys aren't going to play more than one series at best, or in some cases, yeah, like even, Adrian Peterson, not even play one. It only takes one series, and you do have Peterson. You have a lot of good guys that don't play any. Yeah, and I think that's the smart smart way to go about it. I, I wouldn't get rid of all. Now, if you want to tell me you want to cut preseason in half, which declining the preseason games is not out of the realm of craziness at what used to be six up until in mid 80s and then they moved it to obviously four and then add the two games to the regular season i would not add any more regular season games i'm completely content with 16 yes would it be awesome to see two more or even another extra regular season game to be selfish yes but i don't need that it's just you know, it's like eating cake i could have one slice i'd love to have five slices but i only need one so i i'm, I'm happy with 16 games don't add to that but if you want to cut down the preseason games i have no problems whatsoever with that Especially coming from the fact that, yes, they only play one series, but in, in Jordan Nelson's case, it only took one series to get injured. And in some cases, like uh, a dirty player like Terrell Suggs, it almost took one series to injure Sam Bradford. Yeah, you're right about that. And, man, in that one series, Green Bay just looked so good offensively. I mean, they, they did whatever they wanted against Pittsburgh and was able to score a touchdown and convert a two-point conversion. And... But Ugh, but you got you got to have a cut you got to have at least two preseason you got to have pre- a couple preseason games because oh or if anything I mean then teams just need to stop putting out their first string guys there for any series because preseason games do have purpose now are they the most entertaining thing for us the fan to watch for me I watched the all I've watched all four quarters of both Eagles preseason games 
because I want to know about some of not necessarily what Tim Tebow is going to look like at quarterback because I could care less because if he's on the field at any point during a regular season, my season's over with anyway. But some of the cases like our first-round wide receiver who's played more than one set and has looked really good, Nick uh, Aguilar, the USC kid, or even just some offensive linemen and some backup wide receivers and skill position players that you probably won't see during the season, but it's good to get a good glimpse of them. I mean, it's good to get a good eye. Guys like Terrell Davis are on in, in the NFL and had NFL careers because of things like preseason. Yeah, well. The coaches need to stop just putting first-string guys out there altogether. Just don't that's even put. What, that, that's what they should do. Yeah. If, they, if every coach starts to do that, then I think preseason games, they're already not that popular. Fans don't crave going to preseason games. Except for the third one when the starters play usually at least half the I'm game. I'm just saying take them out altogether or play them maybe just one or two. But all the, all the preseason game does, the only benefit that I, I can think is just getting some of the younger guys some experience in a game atmosphere where they'll go through a walkthrough, they'll be in the locker room, they'll have coaching going on as a game is, is going on. It, it can be beneficial for rookies. Really, and playing in a big stadium, again, it's not going to be a sold-out crowd more times than not, but that's the only benefit is kind of getting an actual Sunday walkthrough. But everything else you can accomplish in scrimmages. So your, your problem isn't with preseason games. It should be more with the fact coaches are even putting out starters or significant impact players for more than one series. I mean, as I mentioned, some rookies out there, running backs and wide receivers, are going to play more than one series that are looked at it being impact players. Eagles wide receiver is an example. But I'm going to let him play a little more because he's a rookie out there, even in a preseason game, even though I know he's going to be an impact guy. Guys like Aaron, your quarterbacks, your you know your top notch running backs, your your wide receiver, uh, you, you know your Jordan Nelsons, Jordan Nelsons, just don't put them out there. I mean, if you want to have a pro- don't have a problem with preseason games. Have a problem with my, uh, Mr. McCarthy for putting them out there. Yeah, well, I and you, you know what he can do. There's, there's no reason there's, to put him out a, there. There's a there's kind of a a standard. There's a norm that it's acceptable, or you have to. No, you don't. You don't have to do anything. You, but what team doesn't play the majority of their starters? Well, you, I, as you know, I mentioned, it, I don't. As Adrian Peterson's played once, he's dressed, but has he no, played? He doesn't play. He never plays preseason games. He doesn't. Okay. But that's one player. Well, okay, so th- that's all you need is one to start to, to start the open door. The door's open well, now. Now, one through the door. What coach doesn't play any of their good players? There is this standard of playing your guys because people are buying tickets. The games are on TV. Now, we do need a coach just to be the first one to say, no, I'm not going to risk. I wouldn't play. If I was head coach, and again, maybe maybe the NFL will find teams if they don't play their guys. I don't know. This isn't the regular season. This isn't Popovich out there benching his guys on on a trip to the East Coast that they only go to one time a year, so those fans only attend one time to see Tim Duncan play. This is, I mean, preseason football. I mean, and, and, and in some cases, I'm not saying you bench all your starters completely. I would say every team probably only has more than no more than maybe four or five guys that they have the right to or have the probably the reason not to have play at any time during preseason. Rest of the rest of the starters. Rest of the of the twenty two uh, of the well, I guess it would be seventeen eighteen starters probably should play a series or or two or multiple series maybe in some cases because they're not impact players. But every every team probably has, for example, Philadelphia. To me, I, I have no problem Bradford playing a series because he's also a new guy, or even Demarco Murray playing one series because he's also a new guy. But that's it. If this was Lashawn McCoy still with the Eagles, I wouldn't want him out there. He's one of the few guys I wouldn't put out there, or Jeremy Macklin if he'd been with the Eagles still. And this but, might be easier said than done, but I would not put out guys where if they were injured, our season would be drastically changed. If so I was good. an NFL head coach. 
And that would probably be, uh, what would you guess? Maybe, maybe nine or 10 guys. No, not even that much. I think because some in some cases, I think you still even if a guy can impact your team, as I mentioned, so a rookie, uh, and as an example, like a Mariota last night with the Titans or a uh, Jameis Winston, that guy goes down, it impacts your entire season. But you also still need to get that guy out there at least for a series, even if he is your because it is preseason football and he's a rookie or he's new to your team and he doesn't know the system completely and he needs to learn to maybe at least do a play or two in a real-time kind of atmosphere opposed to practice before the season starts. But that's about it. But Brady, but in Nelson's case, he wouldn't fall into that. He's been with the team for how many years now? I mean, this is a guy that's you know like no, Aaron Rodgers. Eddie Lacy wouldn't need to be playing if it's in my case. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. It's just it, – it's and, you know, it, it comes off of sour grapes for me because it is a player that I care about on a team that I care about getting injured, likely to be out for the season, and then – my first radio show, I come back and complain about it where it's, you know, you could say, where, where was I a week ago? I had always felt this way, but it, it kind of takes that to give me a push, uh, but whatever. Yeah. wish him the best in his recovery and I hope green Bay is able to, to pick up the slack. It's a, it's a huge loss without a doubt. Uh, but we, we got a little off, eh, not off topic. Cause I wanted, we were going to address that, uh, but it was an interesting and up and down week for, for UK football. Trevor, they, they go out on their scrimmage on Saturday, and it's terrible. And Mark Stoops, is, every year he's been here, he's had this one. He's always had a few practices, but usually just one that is awful. And Saturday was that practice where he talked about how terrible it was, this and that. The energy was bad. It felt like they took a few steps backwards. But this was the first year that he brought everybody back out, he used one of UK's two-a-days, and had a night practice where – visibility was low and then you had everybody on UK's football team tweeting afterwards talking about how great the practice was how high the energy was the enthusiasm how it felt like a movie Uh, do you think that this is I don't really know how to phrase this do you think this is genuine or do you think this was staged by the coaches to to try to fire up UK's team uh, well, I don't know how bad the first practice was. I mean, it, I mean, was it that bad? Was it was it just that awful? To the, it, you know, required a a, a an additional practice as a two a day in the nighttime. Which I mean, it was was it that bad? I mean, you, were you there? Can you tell me how I was bad? Not, it was close to the media, so I was not. Okay, the so fact, the scrimmage itself was close to the media. Well, I would assume he was talking about how UK couldn't get a first down, but. On the flip side, he's talking also about how bad the defense was. I don't know how that's how both those things are possible. If you're holding, you know, I, I guess everybody can just be stinking and people could be tripping over their own feet. Uh, but just talked about how UK's offense looked terrible. Even said Steve Spurrier is probably going to be talking about uh, UK's punter again because that was the only thing that looked good was the kicking game. And uh, it, it sounded, you know, uh, it sounded if you go down a list of things you want to look for in practice, it didn't seem like anything was checked off for that scrimmage. Well, at least other than the kicking game. I mean, that's that's obviously a plus. We we discussed that in our breakdown. Kick games are important. Don't underestimate the kicker and the punter. They yeah, are people, too. To say about UK's uh, <laughs> special teams. Uh, but, uh, what, but your original question, would it be a, a ploy to the media and or try to, you know, sh- no, I, I think it, more than likely being an early practice, uh, the the team obviously didn't meet expectations of Coach Stoops, and he said, "Get your bleeps back out there. Let's let's get this done right. We're not gonna 
this just you can't read the headlines. And this is just me speaking hypothetically. I don't know if this is the reasoning of of the lack of maybe effort in the first practice, but you can, you got to go out there and tell them you guys. People are talking about us being improved. People are talking about how we're going to re- rebound. We've got recruiting classes. You guys are going to be the turning point in Kentucky. People are positive. You can't read those headlines. You got to go there and prove it. You haven't proven crap yet. And maybe that's maybe the players came out a little lackluster, and it caused them to have to be out there a little longer. I, I think it was really cool just seeing all the tweets and. Oh, it did have a movie-like feel to it, seeing a dark field with lights and the players playing. And UK had implemented a rule that if a receiver, if it hit any part of his body or his chest area, then it was a completion, even if it was dropped because supposedly it was so dark that it was hard to catch balls. Uh, that you know that that's fun, and that that seems. Uh, you kind of wish that they would have opened that part up to the media, although it seems unrealistic, just so we could get a sense for the environment. But I don't know. It, it does. It, it almost sounds too good to be true from a movie standpoint. It almost seems a little forced. And again, it probably wasn't. But I, I think Mark. No, and I'm not talking about the practice, the night practice itself. I'm sure that was. I'm sure that was hyped up. I'm sure the players kind of felt like they were back in. Seventh, eighth grade, back in high school when football became started becoming serious for them. I'm sure all that was genuine and real. I, I'm just curious how bad that practice was. I think Stoops kind of wanted to have that moment where the team, uh, a come-to-Jesus moment, if you would, Trevor. I think Stoops maybe fabricated that a bit, although I wasn't at the scrimmage, so I don't know. But it wouldn't surprise me. You're, you want to rally the guys around. You're within two weeks of the of the first game. You've improved every year, but I think this is the year that everybody circled and said, let's get back to a bowl game this year. And I think Stoops wants to have as much momentum heading into game one and week one as possible. And I think that's the I think that was the point of really hammering in on his guys and talking about how bad of a, a morning session scrimmage they had. I just like the idea of the night scrimmage. It just makes me think as I look up up at the poster hanging above me on the doorway here of, of the Sandlot when they had the night game during the 4th of July and the fireworks lighted up. That's the first thing I think of when I think of night atmosphere in terms of when you said night game or night practice. Well, that's kind of the that's the vibe that they had said it was. You saw the pictures. That's all that was really missing. You had the sunset that was long gone in the background, but you could kind of see the, the last of the light, and then they had other lights. There was a, a lot... A lot going on. It seemed pretty cool, um, but I, I wonder if Stoops, if the practice in the scrimmage early Saturday morning was as bad as he made it out to be. Uh, Trevor, you had said that more Indiana players got in trouble. I have not seen that. Uh, yeah, it's just it's coming through a, a local news station in Indianapolis, apparently, and this is nothing to get too maybe crazy about, but uh, with track record, it could be getting a little nervous. Uh, apparently, late Friday evening, both Thomas Bryant, the recruit, uh, the McDonald's All-American, and Emmett Holt were cited for illegal possession of alcohol. Now, I'm seeing that, too. Has Emmett Holt been in trouble or received the one that got in that accident? First of all, these guys apparently did not listen to Chris Carter's uh, speech over the weekend. And we're going to talk about that, too. <laughs> I cannot wait. Uh, but, no, I don't believe I'm going to look up Emmett Holt. I know, obviously, this is has to be Thomas Bryant's first running with anything yeah. because he hasn't on campus I'll, that I'll, long. I'll, I'll talk about Thomas. I'll talk about Thomas Bryant. But uh, Emmett Holt, I don't remember. <laughs> to be honest with you, there were so many that got in trouble over the last six months to a year. I forget which ones who it was that uh, have already gotten in one trouble. I don't think he has been because I believe it was they. Tom Crean has gotten to almost a no-tolerance point 
with some of the players over the last six months to a year with all the issues that have occurred. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it was Emmett Holt now that I think about it. Yeah, I'm not um, finding anything on the Google machine. Yeah, I, I, now that I think about it, I don't think it was. Wait a minute, hold like on. Indiana, I do, I did, uh, they did suspend him. Well, yes, he was with Maria, uh, uh, Tony Robinson, drug test. Uh, Ford Edmund Holt was suspended after he was cited for underage drinking following a car accident, which he hit teammate. Yeah, he was the driver. Yeah, goodbye, Emmett Holt. So he, so he was. In he that was the driver. Time. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So that that all makes sense. You're right, though. There's been so many Indiana players that have been in trouble. It's hard to keep them all together. Well, there's four mentioned in this article from November 4, 2014 alone. <laughs> okay, and that and that crash was or that that or in the car where that happened, that was a big deal. Uh, you know, that was, that's something serious. Uh, getting cited for illegal alcohol possession is being under 21 and having alcohol on you and being unfortunate enough to be caught. Plus Bloomington's a dry campus. It's, you're not allowed to have alcohol on campus. Okay. And, and what is it about Bloomington that all these Indiana basketball players want to drink so much? First of all, it's a dry campus. <laughs> That'll make it. <laughs> well, it doesn't matter. UK is a dry campus. True. What's the point? Well, I'm just—I uh, I just can't. Dry campus or wet campus? If you're under 21, it's still illegal. True, to drink. true. But you could be 21 and, and on a dry campus, and it'd be illegal to have possession of it. Do you think maybe people are being driven to drink? I don't. I know Thomas. But I don't think how it is. How does Emmett Holt? I mean, I don't think he's 21. I, just, at this I point. think he's going to be a sophomore, so he still shouldn't be 21. Even if he was heading into his junior year, he probably shouldn't be 21. He could be. But yeah. He's heading in, but but I don't think I don't think he's 21. I doubt Long it. Sure. I know Thomas it, Bryant, obviously. You, Thomas Bryant's definitely not. Yeah. And, and he's a really, really good uh, player in a huge part of Indiana's hopeful success moving forward, uh, heading into the a season where they're going to be ranked in the top 20 to start the year. Here's the thing. Illegal alcohol possession, not a big deal. Having alcohol on you, under 21, you get caught by the cops. So many... How many college kids does that happen to? I can name a dozen of my friends that that's happened to. Safe to not say maybe. over 80% probably? Not No, not over 80%. They are underage with alcohol, whether they get caught or not? Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, probably probably 70 or 65. But, ever, yeah, it's a, it's a big number. And whether or not you get caught is just whether or not you're lucky. Uh, these guys aren't aren't lucky. But here's the thing: is everything that's happened with Indiana and all these players that have been in trouble, and Tom Crean has been under the microscope for Indiana having some off the court issues. He hasn't also been all that great on the court. I remember talking on the show with you, Trevor. We said, okay, next time that happens, either Tom Crean has to go or he's got to start kicking off players. Now, Emmett Holt, I think you're right. He probably is gone. Yeah, this is strike. There's no strike to you have one more strike in this case. One, he's not that good. Two. That should be irrelevant, but no I agree. There, there's there's no excuses for him. Thomas Bryant, he's new to a college campus. People drink. Uh, it sounds like, you know, you do learn how to cover things up when you're uh, when you're a kid. And it sounds like he hasn't gotten that lesson of how to hide the alcohol or get rid of it or do this or do that. But he certainly put himself in a position where he could get in trouble and I think he it would be too much to kick him off the team, and especially with how important he would be to Indiana. Not that that should matter, but it does. No, but he has to get he he needs you need to he should get at least a one there game suspension. suspension. Yeah, there needs to be a, a suspension. Certainly, you know they can handle things. Um, 
in-house as much as they want, make him do extra suicides, make him do community service. I always think community service probably isn't used enough, uh, but make him do that. Yeah, and then suspend him three games or four games. Make, would, it pretty would, steep. I, make, make it pretty steep so you know you're not kidding anymore. If anything, I would. I, if you're gonna do four games, I would. I'd count the, the uh, exhibition games as that because I mean you you need Thomas Bryant plain and simple. Now you need to set a point. First of all, I mean for anybody who knows me, think I'm hypocrite for saying he needs to suspend it. But normally, in nine out of ten cases, this situation would come arise. I'd say just like you said, give him some suicides, make him do some do some in house things. No suspension either. Now, but in I use case. You've already kicked off Davis, who was the one hit by the car by Emmett Holt. You've kicked off Hannah Pereira. You've had issues after issues of alcohol problems, including going back to your starting point guard, Yogi Ferrell, using fake IDs to get into bars. You've got to set a point in this. Now you now you, you can't – you don't have to kick him off. In Thomas Bryan's case, Emmett Holt, peace, goodbye. Dude, you're out of here. Wait, wait, so, wait, wait, so to the, think- wait to the wedding chapel uh, slash spa hotel that's on the way into Bloomington that I used to pass all the time going in there and tell him I said hello. But don't. So you think strike? You think strike two is enough to kick somebody off, and strike one, with it being the same penalty, is just enough to give them a, a two or three game suspension? I think in in I use in a, in, a, in the case of IU or any other school that is obviously has a track record of problems with this, you need to put a stop to it ASAP. And even though it's a minor thing like this for Thomas Bright, even if it's his first strike, you, this is a new kid. You can't let him know that he can get away with this. You can't let them know that he can just, oh, it's okay. Just because I'm new, I can get away with it. This isn't working at Best Buy, not knowing what aisle the iPads are in. You, you know, just because you're new, you got you got to set a point and set a, set a standard and say, listen, we've had problems with this and we're not going to put up with it. You're going to get suspended for it. You knew we had problems. I'm sure they've let him know. I'm just, I, I find it hard to believe that Tom Green, a member of that coaching staff, has not made it secret going, you know, if you're especially telling him under the right – in the Chris Carter way, if you're going to do it, don't get caught. Because if you get caught, yeah. you're getting in trouble. I don't care if it's just yeah. for having a Zima in your back pocket. You're getting yeah. in trouble. And they have to they have to know that they're putting they're risking. And I, I you know, we remember being 18, Trevor. Me. Oh, a lot, normally I would know, say that's no big deal. Recent, but it's a lot more recent for me than it is for you. But, that's, <laughs> but we both we both remember. And you remember better than I do. I, you know, you, when, we, when you would drink or you do something that you knew was illegal, you know that you're taking a risk yeah. and you, whether or not you actually sit down and think about the decision that you're making, Hey, I'm risking this. The, the reward is you get a little buzz or you get drunk, whatever it is. Uh, the, the consequences, if I get caught is a citation, usually if you're drinking underage, but for basketball players, you hope that their decision-making process is a little more than that, where they say, okay, the reward is I get a little buzz and have fun on a Friday, Saturday night in Bloomington. The consequences, I'm a basketball player for Indiana. We've already been in a lot of trouble. If you're Holt, you've already been in trouble and that should outweigh that reward of getting that nice little buzz. Uh, but we'll we'll see. We're gonna we're gonna talk about Chris Carter's comments because they kind of do relate to this Indiana uh, situation that's that's going on in Bloomington. More players in trouble. So we'll be right back here on fourteen fifty the Sports Bus. Stick around. Kick a little something for the G's and make a few ends as I breeze through. Two in the morning and the party still jumping cause my mama ain't home. I got some freaks in the living room getting it on and they ain't leaving till six in the morning. So what you gonna do?
You're listening to the Sports Talker with T.J. Walker. Sorry, folks. We're closed for two weeks to clean and repair America's favorite family fun park. Sorry. <laughs> Presented by Allen Electric. We watch his program. Buy his toys. We go to his movies. He owes us. We're back here for Sports Buzz. Beautiful, beautiful Tuesday afternoon or Monday afternoon. I'm always thinking ahead, Trevor, uh, trying to make the the week go by a little bit quicker. I'm all for that. The Sports Soccer with TJ Walker is brought to you by Allen Electric, Kentuckyana's first and only electrician dedicated to residential repairs. Give them a call, 636-HELP. For any electrical service, Allen Electric will never leave you in the dark. And you know another reason why I was reading Tuesday and, and not Monday? Why is that? Because tomorrow, Tuesday, Louisville City plays another home game. This uh, friendly against Orlando City, which is in the MLS, and we're going to have two tickets to give away again. Oh, boy. we got to figure out how we want to give them away. Um, well, I would say go trivia. I, would, I thought your trivia question was pretty tough, but maybe uh, can we give away the, the uh, best suggestion for the team mascot? <laughs> we we could have that. I think that's actually a pretty good idea. Who should if the they mascot were to have be? Team mascot. What should it be? I think it should be a, a purple version of the Western Kentucky mascot. Again, I yeah. guess that would be grimace, though, wouldn't it? Like, <laughs> McDonald's might could, McDonald's might sue for that. How could you? What would a purple haze mascot look like? Like Tommy Chong? Would it have to be? <laughs> Have oh, him walking man. in like he does in this. How he looked in the '70s show when he's on the '70s that '70s show. Yeah, what if the what if the mascot wasn't a thing at all? It was just uh, smoke. I still think that's the the perfect nickname, Purple Haze, and have him come out like Miami uh, Miami Hurricanes, but the purple smoke. Have him running through that. That would be awesome. Yeah, but they don't really they don't really come out. Well, they do come out, but they come out at the same time as the other team. So so make so make them come out like ten seconds later. I'm sure it's not like it can't be. That. I don't know. Is there an actual rule that says they have to enter the exact same moment? I don't know, but they do. They could just put the smoke and make the other team deal with it. That'd yeah. be a real power move. It's your home team. It's your home team. What what other mascots could they come up with? What would be cool for the city of Louisville? Anything with horses, obviously, kind of. Kind of cliche. But. Yeah, I mean, you could the thoroughbreds or something. I think that, isn't that a Lexington AFL two team or something though, or once was maybe. Yeah. Um, you can make it the 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 steamers for the, <laughs> for the for the great steamboat. Yeah, that sounds kind of dirty. Um, and there's already a Cleveland steamer that's already dirty in the Urban Dictionary. We don't need the Louisville steamer going next to it. Um, the what I like the um, the the stallions, the young stallions. Um, something uh, we can always have Rocky music coming out to it, like the Italian That's stallion. Stupid. What about the 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 Louisville bourbon barrels? I like the idea of going something alcohol related, but I don't know if that would fly with the uh, the marketing department. Yeah, well, and, and the Coopers is the name of the support group. That's a, that would be a good nickname, but now you can't take that because the Coopers already have it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know how would that be. That would be kind of odd to anybody outside of Louisville not knowing that the Coopers are the support group. Yeah, we don't care. We don't care if they don't know. They'd be intrigued by it. True. I mean, what, is per- what does being the Purple Haze have to do with being at Kentucky other than the fact that most of the state's probably high anyway? 
Oh, we could call it the Louisville traffic jams, which would be the, fitting. <laughs> the orange cones. Have, the guy, orange. Have, like, have a guy in an orange little orange cone outfit running out there. Yeah, I don't think that's. Uh, we could call them the the Terry's in honor of my name, the Louisville Terry's. And just have you as the mascot, looking like yeah, just, a, a modern day version of the uh, leprechaun from Notre Dame. Yeah, just the, and I'll go on the field and and drink bourbon and run around and act like uh, the Fighting Irish guy. I st- I still want to be called the Purple Haze. Have him come out to to Jimi Hendrix, the, the smoke coming out, and and maybe and maybe have the uh, mascot look like a bourbon barrel that's purple. Then Yates, by the way, texted in and said a purple bourbon barrel would be a perfect mascot. And they could just be called the Purple Haze, but have the mascot look like a... I mean, the mascot doesn't always have to match the, the team name. I mean, the Phoenix Suns have a gorilla for a mascot, for God's sakes. I mean, what the hell does a gorilla have to do with the sun? Well, well yeah, that's true. Uh, it's, I, I can confirm that a gorilla is not a sun, and the sun is not a gorilla. But a gorilla but, may have a sun, and the gorilla may be the son of... <laughs> may be a sun, but not in that traditional speaking. Not, not, that, not that kind of sun. Or that so spelling. Be thinking, be thinking about that tomorrow... Uh, and that you know that will be a good idea. That'll be a good way to give away tickets. Best mascot idea. Uh, you and I are going to have to vote on it. I don't. We don't agree on much though. Is the issue? But uh, say so we have to open that one up to Facebook and Twitter as well. Yeah, we'll open it up to everything. Obviously, you might get some bonus points if you call into the Oxmoor Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram Buzz Line because we like to hear from you. But if not, uh, we'll, we'll take it on Twitter and Facebook. Uh, that being said, we'll do that tomorrow, and I'll remind you all to get in your submissions. Um, wanted while we're talking about Louisville City FC, let's just let's talk about them. Uh, they're they're getting ready for Orlando tomorrow. It's a friendly. Uh, Kaká, one of the best players in the world, won't be there, which is kind of a bummer. Uh, but besides that, you're going to have a lot of good, really really good players come and, and play. And I expect there to be probably over ten thousand people there. So Orlando got speaking of Purple Haze, got smoked in their game recently, like five nothing by somebody. Did they? I believe one uh, of it was a team wearing red. I just can't remember which team it was. I just saw the high. I just happened to have the highlights in the background while I was doing stuff on the computer. No, that's not good. Uh, but they're they're in town. They had an open practice. Uh, some people that went to it said it was a great time. Uh, Louisville City played on Saturday. Had another good crowd competing with the State Fair on Saturday night. It seems like there's always something that they're going up against. Still had I think over 7,500 people there, which uh, is still good enough for second in the USL, but. The biggest news isn't from their game. They won. They've got a nine-point cushion on the bye, which is nice for Louisville City FC. Uh, the, the team looks to be playing some of their best soccer that they've been playing all season. But the biggest news was, remember the drama between the Bats and Louisville City last week? Yeah, with the whole plaque situation. Okay, so the drama this week was... Uh, it There's involved- more roommate drama going on? They're, well, not no, no, no. With the bats, I don't even know if they put the plaque up or not. I didn't go. I, I was at the match on Saturday, but I didn't swing by uh, to go see it. But um, Wayne Estopinol, uh, who is the the owner of the of, of Louisville City, uh, he was going to meet with the mayor today. He did meet with him and to talk about a, a stadium, maybe reworking the deal at Louisville Slugger, figuring something out. They were gonna, they met today. But in another article, Wayne Estopinol talked, uh, and I don't remember the media outlet, but he said that there was another city that was interested in, in taking Louisville City's USL team. So if the city couldn't figure things out, Trevor, 
he didn't he didn't say they'd be open to move, but he did say that there was interest out there, and it'd be something maybe that they would have to consider. Now, a lot of Louisville City FC fans got upset about that, saying you can't use our fandom against us. This is unfair to us. We're showing up, and just because you all can't figure out something with the city, that's not our fault. So he took to Twitter and said that uh, we are totally committed to Louisville. We're meet- I'm meeting with Mayor Fisher right now. We can make this happen. Nobody threatened anyone. And then an hour after that tweeted, great meeting with Mayor and his team and said, expect a big announcement in a few weeks, or a positive announcement in, in a few weeks. Where do you side on this? It, it, are you okay with Wayne Estopinol playing hardball with the city of Louisville? Well, I mean, he, what, did he name a city that they he was threatening to he, move it to? Or did he, was he just play, was he playing that old card where you, 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 know, you, you try to act like you're more popular than you are to, to get the interest of the, the fair lady? They he he said he wasn't allowed to name the city or talk right. about that because of MLS rules. So it makes me think it's a city that has MLS team and they just want a a a, a minor league team like I, so many. A lot of MLS teams do already I, have that. I disagree. I lean more towards the old card game BS. I call BS on that. I don't think he's got a city. I think he's trying to play hardball. Well, okay. Well, if he is or isn't, and I I. I disagree with you. I do think that he could probably find a city that would take this team. Because one, it's a really good team. And two, I it probably wouldn't be that hard. You would just have to tell any MLS team, hey, we'd like to move to your city. This would become your, your minor league team. It's a really good team. Uh, and everybody else is doing it. You're going to need to keep up. So I don't necessarily think that he's lying. But is it okay to do this, yes or no? Uh, I'm going to say... Mm. That's a tough one on me. Uh, I'm gonna go. Yes, it's okay to do it. You're if, if if you want if you you if you think you need to get what you want, then if you have to threaten to do it, then so be it. I think it's unfair to the fans, but I agree. That with wasn't you. the question, though. The question. I, I agree with you. Yeah, I I think. Listen, what they would say. Let's say in a, a worst case scenario, and this is never gonna happen. Let's say the team left Louisville. And let's say even in a worst-case scenario, let's say they went to somewhere like Nashville and eventually that became an MLS team. People in Louisville would be kicking themselves and it would be the worst thing in the world. But if that were to happen, Louisville City fans couldn't get mad at Wayne Estopinol and Louisville City. They would have to pin it all on Mayor Fisher, who I think has done just a tremendous job with the city of Louisville. But it would have to all go down on him because you've got this team, you've got a team that fans love in year one, you're the second best in attendance, and you still couldn't work out a deal. Now, if it turned out that Wayne Estopinol was being completely unrealistic, looking for a $65 million soccer stadium that seated 30,000 people, okay, well, you know, that's not going to happen. And if that's what you want, then that's what you got to go find. But if they're just trying to find their own space and take the process of, of doing that and the city won't listen to them, then they have every right to leave. As much as it would stink for us fans, they have every right to do that if the city won't cooperate. And here's the thing. It, it, it sounds like the city is cooperating. It sounds like things are off to a good start in this process. But you've, you've got to make room for them, and, and I think they will. Uh, so ultimately, I don't think this will be a, a big deal, but a lot of Louisville City fans were upset with the idea that he could possibly take the team out of out of Louisville. And, and it's, man, what is going on with this soccer team, Trevor? Where is he going to take the team out of Louisville? I mean, it's his team. I mean, if he wants something, 
and Louisville doesn't want to give it to him and another city will, then he's going to leave. I mean, if, you, if you're in a relationship and you want something and she doesn't want to give it to you and you find a girl that will, then you're going to leave her and go to that girl. But it's so good for this soccer team that they have been kind of dominating the, the new circuit as we've, we are waiting for football season. Now, whether or not this happens... It is football, technically. Oh, way to go, Trevor. Uh, but as we're waiting for this, <laughs> as we're the... waiting for, for college football season, which is big here in Kentucky, not as big as basketball season, but big nonetheless, uh, you've got you've got professional soccer in the city that, that everybody is talking about, which I think is pretty cool, even if it is uh, semi-negative news as of late. But Mayor Fisher was at the match on Saturday. He was... Uh, banging the drum. I, I saw some other media members there as well. So people are hopping on board, and, and I think it's only going to get bigger. Uh, we're going to – I wanted to talk about Chris Carter, but we we ran out of time. So we'll do that when we come back. We need to take another commercial break. So stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. Back to the block, Snoop Doggy Dog, Pokey and the, the, the Doc. Went solo on that ass, but it's still the same. Long Beach is the spot where I serve my cane. Follow me, follow me, follow me, follow me, but you bet not Snoop, because nine trips ain't the years in for me to quiz out my grip. The Sports Talker. Hey, guys. Oh, big golf, huh? All right. With T.J. Walker. Well, see you later. On 1450, the Sports Buzz. We're back here, 1450, the Sports Buzz. I think, Trevor, we're going to push the Chris Carter stuff back to the next segment, too, because I feel we're going to talk about that and something else for a while. Yeah, I don't think we can do that in five minutes. Yeah, I don't want to get get cut off. Uh, But... There is some more UK football news. I, I talked about how it was an up-and-down weekend. They had the bad practice, and then they had the movie-like practice. Uh, a lot going on. But found out today that two cats will be leaving the program, and that is Jaleel Heitch and Dorian Hendricks will be leaving UK. And that is not ideal for the Cats. Heitch was a, a, a recruit that had tons of offers, could have gone to – Louisville, Tennessee, Arizona State, I think Michigan State. Uh, and now he can. But, well, <laughs> uh, probably not because things never really worked out for him at Kentucky for, for Heitch. And I remember him. I think I even spoke. That was back when I was covering football recruiting um, a little bit. I remember speaking to him from time to time. Uh, but it just didn't really work out for him at UK uh, for whatever reason. And you, we talked about how bad the secondary was last year, Trevor. Uh, he was a freshman, so it wasn't likely for him to make a, a, a significant impact. But now he goes into uh, this season, heading in, or he was a sophomore last year, excuse me, heading into his junior season. And you think, okay, this is the year he steps up. He wasn't able to do much as a sophomore. But again, that happens. Some players develop a little later than others. But now you hear all about all these great, UK freshman cornerbacks and how freshmen are going to compete for starting spots. So what that tells me, Trevor, is that uh, Jaleel Heitch was was down the depth chart. It was unlikely that he was going to push for playing time. And he saw the writing on the wall. If he couldn't play over true freshmen this year, that means he'd have two more years of, of sitting the bench, and, and he wants to go somewhere where he's going to be able to get some minutes. 
I listed second on the depth chart that doesn't include freshmen. You have to imagine when you put freshmen in the equation, uh, he's probably third, maybe even fourth string. So don't blame him for his decision to leave. Uh, great athlete, just it never really all translated there. And uh, he was a, a good recruit, a guy from Ohio. Kentucky was thrilled to be able to get. I think it really did come down to UK and UofL, so there's some minimum, momentum in that aspect. But it just goes to show that not everything, uh, what happens in high school doesn't always translate a nice smooth transition to college and you wish him the best moving forward for Dorian Hendricks he didn't have the offers that Heights had but still had some Indiana wanted him there were some other uh, BCS schools that that wanted him but it was a nice get for Kentucky and Ohio uh, he, he, he haven't heard about him at all this summer you hear about so many guys for UK that are stepping up he was not one that ever really made an impact and UK becomes incredibly, incredibly thin at linebacker with his loss. But I think it just goes to show that he probably wasn't going to play that much anyways. Uh, you could maybe look into it that Kentucky feels solid about Courtney Love, the transfer uh, who's waiting to hear from the NCAA. Maybe, maybe not. I'm told don't look too much into that. But yeah, he's he, he, Dorian Hendricks is on the way out and, and Kentucky's going to still have plenty of questions at the linebacker position. Yeah, I don't know anything about these two guys, so to me, the impact of their loss was insignificant. Yeah, I don't think it's with the exception of Hendricks at that for depth, just for depth's sake at linebacker. There, it could be a little concerning, maybe, but in terms of Heitch, it's not a significant loss, and and it, a lot of people on Twitter are saying this, and and I kind of tend to agree with them, but I think it does show you that UK's depth and talent level is moving in the right direction. If you're going to let a guy that, that, that you know, I'm not going to act like Julio Heitch is a super talented player because he wasn't talented enough to play in a pretty bad UK backfield, or not backfield, but secondary last year. And so, so he's moving on. But it just goes to show that a player like that maybe two or three years ago would have certainly been sticking around. Uh, now the younger guys are pushing the older guys, and, and he wants to go somewhere he's going to get more playing time. So I do think that's a positive sign. For Hendricks, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Uh, you, you think about who UK has at the linebackers heading into the first two weeks, especially with Jason Hatcher being out and a few guys banged up and, and nicked up. Doesn't doesn't seem ideal, but again, you do wish Dorian Hendricks the best as well as they move on. And I wouldn't be completely shocked if maybe you didn't hear of another name or two that that leaves the football program maybe i'm not saying big names or anything like that but uh, this is the time of year where people the writings on the wall whether or not they're going to play or not and if they're going to transfer and try to enroll into another school they need to hurry up and do it so i wouldn't be surprised if you didn't hear another announcement sometime this week and you should be a little more clear clarify when you say uh, leaving the program you don't mean i.e like an iu player leaving the program with a DUI or an alcohol, an AA class under their belt, you mean leaving the program because they just don't feel like they're going to play. They're leaving yes. the program on their own free will. Uh, yeah, on their own, own accord. Not, not, not. I, I don't know of any players that have gotten in trouble. That's not what I'm hinting at. But, yeah, I, I'm glad that you're going to allow me to clarify. Uh, so I've not heard that. But this is the time where the depth charts are getting finalized. The season's just around the corner. It's not too late to go enroll at another school sit out that year and come back and, and get two years of eligibility, three years, depending on what year you are. So I wouldn't be shocked to see somebody else do that. Uh, but that, So that was part of the up-and-down weekend, although this happened today, although there was rumblings. 
over the weekend that we've talked about. Also, UK football hosted uh, some some Special Olympics type event, football, flag football event on Sunday, and I didn't have the chance to go, but everybody that said they went said it was uh, really fun. You couldn't help but smile seeing how excited uh, not only UK was, but obviously the participants that were playing. Uh, there's some good stuff at Cats Illustrated about it. There's a photo gallery. seems like an all-around good event. I hope UK continues to give back to the community like that. That's good. That's good stuff. Uh, happy to see Mark Stoops get involved. We're going to take a commercial break. We're going to come back, and I'm sure Trevor and I are going to debate about a few things involving Chris Carter and USC's head coach had a fun little weekend. We'll it's Sark after that. dark. Yeah, we'll talk about that. So stick around here on 1450 The Sports Buzz. We'll be right back. It's like everywhere I listen and everywhere I go, I'm hearing somebody trying to steal my flow. But it ain't no thing, cause see my homie Coolio will be up on the game when I step through the door. You know, some of these fools are so deceptive, using my styles like a contraceptive. I hope you get burnt, seems you haven't learned. It's the knick-knack, paddy-whack, I still got the You're listening to the Sports Talker with TJ Walker. People seem to like me because I am polite and I'm rarely late. I like to eat ice cream and I really enjoy a nice pair of slacks. Presented by Allen Electric. Back here from the Sports Monday, Monday, that's the day. Tomorrow, Tuesday, giving away two tickets to Louisville City's match against MLS Orlando City. What should the mascot of Louisville City be? They don't have one. They're probably not going to get one. Uh, but what would you want their mascot to be? Curious to hear your all's opinions. Uh, we talked earlier in the show about Indiana. They had two more guys get in some legal issues, although it's not a big deal when you've got people getting in trouble all the time. Uh, it starts to make it look like that's the culture of your basketball program. Uh, but if it if they would have listened to Chris Carter's advice, Trevor, that probably would have never happened. And that's what we know. Maybe Emmett Holt was the fall guy. Maybe it was Yogi Berra, Yogi, uh, Yogi Ferrell, and uh, someone else. I can't imagine anybody uh, higher up than him and Thomas Pryde. Maybe Emmett Holt was the fall guy. So the fall guy... Uh, <laughs> chain the food chain the fall guy food chain yeah i mean holds down the fall he's down the, he's on the food chain of fall guys oh that's an interesting <laughs> theory you're throwing out there uh I, so you oh there's a uh I, i've got the kentucky south carolina little league world series game on because i've had the tv on espn all day how's bowling green doing and also i like to watch kentucky they're up three to two um, against south carolina but there was a web gym by the south carolina's pitcher a line drive came right at his head, and he was able to catch it. Uh, could have been a scary moment, but hell of a play for the 12- and 13-year-olds out in Williamsport. But So Chris Carter last year was talking to the NFL rookies. I don't know if the NFL PA had hired him or if the NFL had hired him or, or whatever the deal was. The story was is talking- now that they told him that this was supposed to be off the record, by the way. The NFL is saying that they they knew he was telling them this, but they were supposed to do it off the record. 
Okay. Well, that that's that's okay. I, that's all right. So basically, he's talking to NFL rookies, just saying advice about being in the NFL, what you need to know, what to do, what not to do. And he told them, you always need to have a fall guy. If you get in trouble, you need to have one of your buddies that you can blame it on. And he, you need to have somebody that is knowingly that guy and will say, yeah, I'll, I'll take if I get caught with weed or marijuana or, you know, weed and marijuana are the same thing, but drugs, whatever. If I get caught with it, I will take the blame. And that person has to be aware of that. And now it, it came out that he said this and everybody's freaking out about it. Trevor, I don't really necessarily see the the big deal. Well, first and, of, and I might be way in the wrong here. Maybe my morals are way off. I don't see the wrong. I I don't see what's the big deal here. Well, one, it's basically say the the problem is, and I agree with you. Look, dude, I, most part I do agree with you. Yes, it's something that should have been unwritten rule to begin with. That, that, that you should have a fall guy. I mean, it's been one of those unwritten rules throughout all of sports, whether it be the NFL, baseball, whatever it may be. I mean, this, this, they should have actually put this on in like an ad for Ballers season finale last night with this fall guy saying, even though I have not seen that, so no spoiler yet, I'm going to watch it tonight or tomorrow. But, but the problem with the, the NFL's problem with this getting out is it's basically Chris Carter and another in layman's terms kind of saying, you know, if you're going to go out and break the law and you're going to drive drunk or you're going to get, you know, run around with a, a Nate Newton style size of marijuana in your trunk. You know, just make sure you don't get caught doing it. They're basically saying, advocating, it's okay to drive drunk as long as it's not you, it's your buddy in the group. It's okay yeah. to, it, that's what the, in the NFL's perspective for the, that's, I can see where they would be upset about this getting out, even though the best part about it was they're the reason it got out. They put it on their website. It, it wasn't, it wasn't Deadspin finding this. It wasn't one of Teddy Bridgewater who, funny, him bring up the example because he doesn't seem like the guy, I might be wrong from, but from what I've, Followed him over his career just closely here at Louisville. He didn't seem like the type of guy that would need a fall guy. He, meanwhile, Warren Sapp in the background looked like he was taking notes and should have been taking notes during this this video. But the, the, the point is, is the NFL put it out there. They're the ones that put this out there. It wasn't Deadspin or one of Teddy Bridgewater's crew or another rookie on a, on a Periscope phone, even though Periscope maybe not even been around even a year ago. The NFL put it out there. And so... They're the ones that had this, and they put it out there, yet ESPN and Chris Carter have to apologize, which is uh, the best part about the apology. Is it me, or is it, do you find it funny that he's apologizing now for something he said a year ago, and would never? you think he'd apologized a year ago. He's only apologizing because he got caught doing it. He didn't, well, have, a fall, he didn't have a fall guy, the irony of the whole situation. people that apologize, <laughs> apologize because they got caught. We know how the world works, Trevor. I know. I, I agree with what you said. He, he put a, and I, I haven't seen the full transcript of what he said or a video if there is a video but he should have said you guys need to be smart about what you all are doing don't get in trouble your nfl teams will provide sober drivers for you because they do do that a lot of college teams do that too a lot of people don't know about that though uh, but just said be smart you know he should have said be smart about what you all do uh, but if you'll if you ever get caught in a bad situation if you're ever at a party where there's drugs if you know for some reason you decide it's a good idea to smoke a little weed. Uh, I would suggest not doing that, but make sure you all have somebody that can cover up some of these small crimes to where a normal person, you're going to pay a fine, maybe have to do community service, do this and that. But for you, it's going to blow up. It's going to look like a big deal and it might cost you money somewhere down your NFL careers. I don't think that's wrong. I, I think that is a, a smart thing to tell rookies. 
No, it's. I mean, he, he did, did it best when he showed the. He brought up Teddy Bridgewater and said, "Example." He said, "You know, you need to tell your boys, your crew, your whatever it may be. This is the livelihood. This is what makes the money. This body right here. This this is exactly. who it is." I mean, and I don't think there was any cursing in it, but he, if you have not heard it, here's – I've got the video right now. I was trying to load it up to bring up Chris Carter, but now it's Warren Sapp. Teddy, come here, man. <laughs> here, here you go. Here's, come here, man. Come here, man. Come here, bro. <laughs> come here, bro. Come here. Now, if they going to keep rolling on <laughs> Teddy's bankroll, because each one of y'all in business for yourself, this right here is Teddy Bridgewater Inc. Incorporated. That's him. The word sap in the background, now, by the way, is the best. Every dime that come into Teddy, all right, is going to be earned by him and this body. All right? Now, I let my homeboys know. Y'all want to keep rolling like this? Then I need to know who's going to be the fall guy, who's going to be driving, because y'all not going to all do the right stuff now. All right? So I got to teach y'all how to get around all this stuff, too. If you're going to have a crew, one of them fools got to know he going to jail. We'll get him out. We'll get him out. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I, had to stop. I, got to stop. I mean, is it? Is Yates just takes in also another reason the NFL, and he's good, got a good point. It's another way of saying don't be held responsible for your own actions. Well, no, I, I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with that. Well, yeah, it is. You're, you're blaming him. That's what a fall guy is. It's somebody taking the fall for doing no, for your actions. He, it can be, but and even hearing the comments make it seem it don't it doesn't seem as bad. He, he just have basically saying have your ducks in a row, where you could be at a party, Trevor, and it could not be your weed. It could be you could just be there. In that case, be, yes, you're it right. Be, it could not be your drugs. But what he's saying is figure out whose drugs it is and don't let it be the person that is going to make a lot more money than you are, and you could je- you could seriously jeopardize that. I mean, your ducks in a row is not a, a terrible thing to do. Now, you, yes, you, you you should be accountable for what you do. You know what? No, no, you shouldn't. I'm changing my mind. I'm changing my mind. You shouldn't that. be accountable for what you do? Not for little small stuff like that. Not for little small stuff like that that will will blow over if it's anybody else, but if it's a star athlete, is going to headline Sports Center. Now, if you're drinking and driving, you should be held accountable for that. You should go to jail for that. If you're risking the lives of other people, you should be held accountable for that. But if you're just having a little fun on the weekend, then I do think it's in a player's best interest to have a guy that will will stand up for that. I mean, if you're rolling, know, if you're rolling, know, around, I, if you're rolling on like I, a Jacksonville wide receiver, Jacksonville, I don't want to say his name because people get confused. Like I'm talking about a person, a local radio personality. Wide the, the the former Arkansas wide receiver Matt Jones. Yes, thank you. And, and I mean, he's in the backseat of a car cutting up lines of cocaine on a CD case. I mean, that's like you need to. I mean, that's that. If you having a fall guy for that, that's not taking responsibility because you put no, yourself it, in that situation. He should have had a fall guy for it first of all. Cocaine's a little more serious than than weed. I'm talking about just for the little minor slaps on the wrist that would happen to anybody else. Versus, uh, he said, "Guys going to jail." I don't know minor slaps that send people to jail. At least Warren Sat let you know you're getting that. We're getting you out. Yeah, it may, you know, maybe I disagree with that. I'm just talking about the little stuff, and it does become official that Jordy Nelson's out for the year. Ah! If I had something I could throw here, Trevor, I would. Should I play more Chris Carter while you curse out, out, off the mic? That's just awful. It's just so so unfair. Happens, you know, it happens everywhere. 
there's going to be, there's already been a ton of college teams. There'll be more college teams. There's already been a ton of NFL teams. There'll be more NFL teams. You just hate when it hits your team. Ah, man, that's terrible. All right, Devontae Adams, step it up. Aaron Rodgers could make me a good wide receiver, Trevor. I was going to say, if there's one player you doesn't really matter, and Aaron Rodgers is the key. You, you And this is nice, I'm blasphemous, but I mean, you lose Jordy Nelson, you can lose Randall Cobb. I mean, I'm not saying that Devontae Adams, whoever steps in for either one of those players, is as good as those guys. But as long as you have Aaron Rodgers, you're they're going to be you're you're going to at least be okay. Yeah, and the defense is a little improved. We'll, we'll still should win the North. I think maybe the Super Bowl expectations get tampered a bit, but. <sighs> but back back we'll, to Chris Carter and, and the we'll the, the fall guy, and I'm not referring to the great '80s sitcom from uh, drama from CBS. Uh, I this I think this is great because first of all, this is. The NFL, even admitting the fact they told him to, to tell them this off the record and the, the stories that were being held, this is the first of all, a year ago on top of it, but them just being like, you know, we want you to tell them this because we don't want the bad publicity in the first place. They don't, they don't care if, if, if you know, Joe Blow, two, three, or four from so-and-so's crew gets arrested. They only care if you get arrested. They don't care, you know, if Josh Gordon is going to row around and keep smoking blunts. You know, they just want to make sure they don't want you to get caught smoking blunts. They make sure it's you know someone else. Even though in his case, he claims he got his second hand smoke buzz on his second failed yeah. drug test. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm just talking about the small stuff. I, I, I and you know, if it's something where they should go to jail, that's probably not okay. But then again, it's better that your random friend goes to jail than you do. But I, I do agree with the H two that you do need to hold, hold yourself accountable in some circumstances. With just the minor stuff, just have your ducks in a row. If you all are all at a social get-together and there's, I would say, liquor, but everybody's over 21, so that doesn't matter. But, you know, if there's some minor drugs going around, figure out whose drugs they are before. We obviously know who probably paid for them, but figure out whose who's drugs they are beforehand, and then if something were to happen, you get everything taken care of. But to contradict kind of what Yates says, even though I, I agree with him, but to contradict what he says a little bit and to kind of go on what Chris Carter says, which first of all, I want to get out there. This was maybe the highlight of my weekend was this, seeing this video for the first time. I, it, it made my week. I thought it was great. It just made me feel bad that Chris Carter didn't have himself a fall guy when he was face deep in cocaine while with the Philadelphia Eagles. Maybe it would have been a different situation for our franchise. But but he's the, the fall guy, when he, when he talks about Teddy and have you, this is, this is Teddy Bridgewater, Inc., that you're – the gravy train stops if I get caught doing something. So therefore, kind of the fall guy is basically just an employee doing his job. He's he's li- he's getting he's living the life, making uh, not having to pay for anything. His employment, his job, is to take the, the the heat off of the man that pays the bills. Yeah, that makes sense too. Uh, but interesting nonetheless. I, I don't. It just again, as a society, people always have to get something to get mad about. If people don't know that they need to be smart then they're probably going to get in trouble anyways. Well, they're, they're, and these are kids. I mean, these are guys that are in co- I mean, how many times have we talked about situations? I mean, we just talked about IU today. I mean, and, and with, the, with the, the line of problems they've had with kids just doing things they shouldn't be doing off, off, the, off the field, off the court, whatever it may be. And it's not just IU. I mean, we, we've talked about Drew Barker. We've talked about many other situations. Drew Barker, of course, gets caught on video, so it's hard to have a fall guy, even though technically I guess he was the fall guy, so to speak. But – Anyway, but we talk about this all the time. These kids going in, about to get more money. I mean, not not just the money they were getting handed in $100 handshakes while they were playing collegiately in Alabama and other schools, Auburn. But now they're about to come into millions, and they need to know that 
the things they do, they did to get little things they may have gotten in trouble with off the field, off the court, whatever in college with the little money they had, is about to be multiplied by 20, by 200. And when they need to know that, that, that because of that, they, if they're going to do something and want to be able to make up for it and have a second chance, have somebody take the blame. Have Reggie fall for uh, fall for uh, whatever the defensive tackle's name is in Ballers. I bet Steve Sharkinson wishes he had a fall guy. Oh man, this that the only thing that might have made me smile more than Chris Carter was uh, was uh, Cajun's uh, little incident. Which, by the way, open bar, dude. <laughs> so where where do you stand on Stark? If you don't know, USC's coach, they were at a fundraising event. They do. It's an annual event. They get the big boosters there. It, it kind of just reminds me of a UK U of L kickoff luncheon sort of deal. And they had the they had a stage. They had the band there. They had the cheerleaders. They had everybody. And he got up there and he was a little boozed. They had the, he was a little intoxicated. They also, you know, what else they had? Open bar, dude. <laughs> he gets up there. He's a little intoxicated. He's slurring his words. You can tell by his speech. He's a little drunk. Uh, he says, "Fight." He, he's cussing. He says, "Fight effing on." When talking about their slogan, "Fight on," um, he he call, he says that a few Pac-12 teams in Notre Dame suck. Arizona and, State and Oregon would be the exact. Arizona State, Oregon, Notre Dame that they all suck. Which I thought was pretty funny. He made an inappropriate sex uh, a joke involving a uh, woman's pleasure toy, uh, ne- I, yeah, neck I massager. I didn't hear that. Uh, yeah, supposedly he dropped numerous F-bombs, uh, made uh, inappropriate jokes about neck massagers that aren't used on the neck, and then also went on, as you mentioned, to uh, say that uh, numerous schools, including Arizona State, Oregon, and Notre Dame, all, quote, sucked. Uh, and I know this, this, he's going through a divorce, supposedly. So I, mean, I can get that being an issue, but, I mean, gee, you can't show up to a, an event for alumni just completely bleep faced. I mean, you just can't do it. I mean, it's not going to happen. I mean, and I and I think here there's actually audio of him coming off the stage. You're drunk. I'm drunk. You're drunk. Everybody's drunk. I feel like as a station, we should say that's not real audio. <laughs> no, that wasn't really stage. him coming off the stage talking um, to uh, Pat Hayden. <laughs> um, uh, and he he did get pulled off the stage by the AD. He issued an apology the next day. The AD issued an apology. Said, uh, "My, you know, I, I was loud and clear on that being unacceptable. There was players there. Uh, this is a awkward situation, and, and I wish the video of him getting pulled off the stage would surface because if the AD just went up there and whispered in his ear and said, "All right, you need to tone it down. We need you to go." Blah blah blah. That'd be one thing. But the way I kind of view it is just him being hammered and being told to go and him not wanting to and staying on there a little bit longer. Uh, so, it, supposedly you could hear situation. Pat Hayden a yelling terrible, at him. Off. Situation. Supposedly you what? could hear Pat Hayden just belittling him off the stage behind the curtains. It was so loud that people in the crowd could hear it afterwards. That's oh. one of the reports I've read now. Obviously, oh. you no know, confirmation completely to that. But supposedly when he was brought off, I, I don't know at what point you have – I, when I see the laundry list of things that he said, when it, especially when it includes says numerous f bombs, and then I said the inappropriate joke, and then you know the, this team, this team said, I mean, I just wonder how long he was actually on stage before, whether it be Pat Hayden or former coach John McKay, who was the the king of one liners when it came to press post game comments. 
you know, at what point did they, how long was Yonder for one of them just finally just came and like gave him the Apollo, you know, uh, the Apollo hook, you know, came and just finally said, dude, all right, that was funny now, coach, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have the real press conference here after about 20 cups of coffee. We'll be right back. Yeah, I, I just, I don't, I don't even know if you're Pat Hayden, how you get him off the stage there, what, how you can minimize damage. At that point, I guess you're probably already, you're already too far gone and you know that apologies are going to have to be issued. But uh, some people are calling for his job. Saying oh, he, Sark should get fired. What, what Do you think that it's that serious where he should lose it? I, me, no, I don't think so. I, I don't, I don't think you should be fired for it. I mean, I understand the concern. No, I mean, listen, you, how are you supposed to tell kids they can't go out and make mistakes? I mean, what if Tom Crean, this had been just an incident with Tom Crean, how's he supposed to go tell his kids don't be caught out drinking alcohol? And here I am showing up at an alumni dinner, you know, blasted. How am well, I supposed to whoa, tell? Whoa, 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 whoa. Well, why, it's not okay for him to go to an alumni dinner blasted and say the inappropriate things that he did. Yeah. He is still, he is still 21. No, no, I'm not saying he can't have a beverage on his own or in moderation, obviously, but he wasn't clearly in moderation. He was clearly uh, going over the limit and to the point where he was being belligerent and, and just making a scene, and that's not okay. I mean, having a few – and doing it in your own home is one thing. Okay, that's fine. If he'd been caught on video like, you know, a, you know his girl, an ex-wife catching him on audio tape, yelling at her, saying stupid stuff like that, making inappropriate things like that is one thing. But doing it in public, how is he supposed to tell his kids not to go be public fools when here he's being a fool? It's like Chris Rock once said when – you know, and you tell your kids not to smoke crack. What, you can't be nothing. I can be mayor. I mean, you're going to reelect Marion Barry as a crackhead. How you can tell your kids not to do nothing. Don't smoke crack. Yeah. Do smack. Well, it, it's <laughs> – I feel like you kind of you, you tailed off there. The well, I'm just, I love the old Chris Rock line. Well, you, you don't get caught smoking crack at McDonald's and keep your job. You get sent over to Hardee's. It's – I think he's going to make his job a lot tougher is what I think he's going to do. One, for what you said uh, – Players, do you, I don't know if that's going to help them, him, them respect him more, thinking, oh, wow, our coach is a drunk who gets on stage and makes a fool <laughs> of himself and embarrasses our team. But uh, it's going to make his job tougher with the players. It's going to make his job tougher recruiting. You know Oregon's going to want to beat him worse than they normally do, and they already beat him pretty badly. I, I think they average a 14-point win when they're playing. or I don't think he's ever been within 14 of beating Oregon wherever he's been coaching. Um, you're going to have coaches out to get him. And ultimately, now his his leash as a coach is going to be much shorter if he has a bad season. They can point back to this and say, you know what, we we wanted to, to trust you as a coach. We thought you were you could do some good things, but one, you're not winning on the field. Plus, when you did this off the field, it kind of hurts your public image. Now it's going to be easier for them to fire him if things don't work out. I wouldn't fire him right now, but it will make his job significantly t- tougher as USC's head coach. No, he's not getting fired at this point, but he will more than likely have to go do a, a alcohol class or something, I would assume. They, I mean, whether he needs it or not, whether it was just an isolated incident. I mean, I've, I've made a fool of myself drunk in, in public on many occasions. I'm nowhere near an alcoholic, but... Whether he is or not, I think he's going to have to do that probably in this situation just to appease the the people who are calling for his head because, no, he shouldn't be fired for this, but you can't go without getting punished. I mean, you just can't you can't show up belligerently drunk at an event and uh, that's for the university, to promote the university. And, I mean, showing up belligerently drunk is one thing. Maybe, maybe he's been slurring his words and, 
you know, and just told one of the girls he, he wanted to kiss her like Joe Namath. You know, that, that'd be one thing, but he's going out. Not only is he doing that, but he's dropping numerous F-bombs. He's making inappropriate jokes. I mean, that's that's taking it beyond the limit of even being in a little bit of trouble. Let's have a fun hypothetical. Bobby okay. Petrino does this. He's fired, right? Oh, man. Um... Probably, I, I'm. You know, I don't know. I, 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 I want to say yes, but then again, this time, you know, a year and a half ago, I never thought he'd be back at Louisville to begin with as a head coach. So I was completely wrong on that. I underestimated that. So I, I would. I, I'd say yes. I would I'd lean towards yes. yes, but I'm. It's it's more like sixty forty yes, maybe fifty five forty five. That's how oh, close man. it is to but, me. But the thing, yeah. But the thing is, even though Bobby Petrino has a bad pass, this is something he'd, he would never do. I feel you could say that about 98% of coaches, they'd never even be in a situation where this could happen. And then it happens at a major program like USC. It's not good news. It, a bad season this year, he'll probably get fired. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm serious. He's he's got no he's got no job stability now after doing this. Well, he had a solid year last year, and they're supposed to be top. I know I think they're a little uh, yeah, overhyped in terms of their ranking, but I mean they were what eight and four last year, nine and four last year with a bowl win, I believe. They're supposed to be good this year, but that also could be a bad thing too because expectations are a little higher. So we'll see. I mean it's it's hilarious. It's sad. It's. Uh, it gives us something to talk about, so I don't really and of course, care. It also allows us to go find up old information, uh, a, a receipt apparently from uh, a couple years ago at his uh, while at Washington has surfaced of uh, of a large receipt of over $800, uh, including over $400 worth of tequila on a bill at a restaurant, which it's tagged at the top in with a star, please reimburse from Husky Sports Fund account. And now, apparently, according to the uh, the release of this, he, keep in mind, and I'll go through the atomized a little bit, five small Patrons, three Coronas, uh, a couple individual items, including Dosekis, uh 40 Patron Silvers, which was $360, uh, three Grand Mariners, I don't know what that is, uh, one Corona. This was evolving uh, a, a group of 16 people, including Sark, that accumulated this bill, but... We don't know how many of those Sark actually had. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll talk more about this tomorrow. We're out of time for today. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're giving away two tickets to Louisville City FC tomorrow, so uh, be listening to the show. We'll, we'll talk to you then, 1450 The Sports Buzz. To the 502. Take the Georgia boy, show him how Kentucky do. Oprah Priest Classics, paint Kentucky blue. They say, don't forget 27, don't be hitting two. Song call it blue, grass, song call it purple. I'ma call it home. Take a shot of Tron. Lay back in the lap and take two to the dome. Ride from the bill to BG in my zone. Let me hear you sing. High time, sitting by the river. Got my old shotgun, fishing pole in my liquor. Cause people always trying to tell me how to run my life when they say I'm going wrong and I swear I'm going wrong. Fishing pole in my liquor. Say it's time to take a trip to where the grass is blue and peep how the mid south do. Come on.